right, thanks everybody for tuning into the Shore thing here on July 2nd. Warren Shore with Ryan Silva. Day early this week because Ryan is uh, at the baseball fields all day tomorrow. Uh, good show for you today. We're going to take back. We did this on March 16th. It was the... Uh, we're at a list of five things that we're going to do during the stay-at-home orders. We'll take, we'll take a look at how successful we were on the list. Uh, more NBA players are backing out, so we talked a little bit about that. I also want to see, I think the Texas Rangers front office and organization pretty uh, negligent uh, the last couple of weeks, so I want to touch on that. And then uh, some Dallas Cowboy player man got in trouble on Twitch. So we could talk about uh, as well. But Ryan, how, uh, before a, a big week on the uh, field, how was, uh, how's it looking out there this weekend? How's it gonna looking be? good. Looking good. We, uh, we actually, it's actually kind of a big-time deal. Um, so a lot of the tournaments we're playing get broadcast and shown on Twitter and Instagram through this program called Five Tool. And uh, it's called Five Tool Baseball, and so it's it's used for like recruiting for these high school kids. So not only tomorrow do we have games starting, but we also have like a combine for the team as well, where they you know go through the the five tools: running, hitting, speed, power, things like that. So that's gonna be kind of cool uh, and interesting. Uh, first time I've I've been through it with players, and and a lot, first time for a lot of my guys to be doing something like that. So it's kind of a uh, kind of exciting. So we're we're looking forward to it. All right, that sounds good. Where is the uh, tournament at? I saw the Dallas County judge, Clay Jenkins, is trying to get uh, uh, youth sports on hold for like 30 days, I think. Yeah, we're actually, we're, so most of our tournaments are all like north, like Melissa McKinney last weekend, we were at Anna High School. Um, so we kind of stay, stay pretty north of, of anything going on down in Dallas County. Really anything north of like 380 is usually where we kind of hang out. So that's kind of been good for uh obvious reasons for thinking you know things like that and for me just as far as location of not having to drive drive too far yeah that's yeah. that is good for you because uh, <laughs> you live out there in the sticks in princeton well, yeah uh so yeah you better hope <laughs> melissa and ann are in you get those tournaments there didn't you have a tournament a couple years ago in like mansfield or something yeah you yeah we've done yeah we did we've done mansfield we've done uh Oh yeah, we've yeah, I've driven all over the place, uh, like South Fort, like way south of Fort Worth, like past Mansfield. Like yeah, it's been there's been some miles logged on the truck, and so if I was still living at the apartment that I was before, we'd definitely be uh, logging some miles. But luckily, since we came all the way north, uh, you know we're uh, I'm pretty good on that. All right, well that's good. Hopefully this week, uh, good success, great success. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see how it was on Monday. Um, all right, so I meant to mention this a couple weeks ago on the show because uh, now my new hours, I don't know if I said it at work, are 4 a.m. to noon. Uh, we could still, we could discuss if I think it's better than 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. I think it is. Look, you think it is because you're not getting up at 4 a.m. Uh, yeah, but, like, you know. There are pros and cons. Um, I just, uh, I don't, I haven't decided yet if it's good or bad. I'm indifferent on it, I will say. Okay. Uh, I think I, I'd like it more if it was like 4.30 to 12.30. I think I would take that. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably the sweet spot. But I mean, 
like we, we we've said numerous times, the fact that you're working from home and it's four to twelve is a lot better than if you were oh, going in. One hundred percent. If we went, if if we go back to the office, um, I will try and get back to five to one because I do not want to be getting up at three thirty and having yeah. to get in there. At five. But yes, working from home is better. But so one day. Like four in the morning or whatever, when I got up for work, I was on getting on Twitch because I was like watching a replay of something. And in the recommended channels, who was on Twitch at four in the morning playing some Warzone? None other than Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. And I was like, I think this will come off as like old man, uh, get off my lawn. Uh huh. I don't think I want my running back, first of all, playing. You can play video games at 4 in the morning. I just don't want to know about it, okay? That's my thing. Like, why are you streaming at 4 a.m., this and that, whatever? He had, like, 700 people following, which isn't terrible, because pro athletes don't usually do big numbers on those streams, as you would think. Yeah. Um, Like, I think Josh Hart only has, like, 300 or 400 people watching. Like, you would think they would get a couple thousand. No, those are for the actual content creators and stuff but something about it just like i was i was just like weirded out by zeke streaming at four in the morning it was whatever and then on on twitch this week uh came out on monday that he comes out and he he's he said you know, i am low-key faded and he forgets to uh turn his twitch stream off because he is low-key faded and then he's gonna sue whoever like uh, oh, Mike Florio, pro football talk. He said he was he, he was uh, high on weed and this and that. And when he said he was drunk, I, look for a guy like Z, I understand what he's trying to do, but there are problems that like follow you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So maybe just sit out trying to video games. Just we could sit this one out. Yeah, especially at, like you said, the four a.m. in the morning, probably not uh, probably not the best time. They do call that the demon time. Uh, you know, the witching hours. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get what he's saying is when it's like, you know, uh, I wasn't I wasn't high. I was drunk. Like, obviously, he's backpedaling a little bit there. We've all believe him. though. No, because have you ever tried playing video games drunk? Yes, it's difficult. It, it, yeah, it's difficult. It's not really fun either. Um, but it was totally how you could like tell the way he was like talking. Uh huh. See, I, I haven't seen the clip. I haven't seen the clip, so I, I can't comment it, it, one way oh, Here, I'll pull it up and I'll play it for you. Uh, but continue. No, yeah, so that, that, that's all I was going to say was, like like you said, obviously, um, you know, we know what he's trying to do, or, you know, by backpedaling and saying, oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't drunk, I, or excuse me, I wasn't high, I was drunk. But, you know, we know that Zeke has liked to dabble a little bit in, the marijuana uh you know he got busted his rookie year going to the uh, dispensary in seattle which you know again isn't illegal but it's just not a great visual for a star rookie running back to be uh in uh in a, a dispensary so you know it's no secret that a lot of the nfl guys like to like to smoke weed to whether decompress for pain management for whatever which i'm all for but when it's not legal where you're at, if it's still uh, illegal as far as the NFL drug testing, which did the NFL is going to change the the rule, right? Did they do they that? Did. Already? I just don't know if it's up for this season or not. Okay. I, 
I think it's for this season. I'm not sure though. Well, then if I that's the case, know. then I'm fine. But like I said, like I'm very pro. You know, if you want to use uh, weed instead of painkillers or whatever, if you want to use weed to chill out instead of alcohol, it's better for your body still. But again, just the optics of it, not great for Zeke, uh, especially after the franchise just invested ninety million dollars in you or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it, like I said, I, I'm I'm not against the, the smoking weed part. Uh, but just be a little bit smarter. Don't broadcast it. Don't be on Twitch doing it. Don't be on Twitch at 4 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, just, I, it's just it's just, the decision-making. Not so much the act, just the decision-making behind it all is what, is what you know, kind of gets to me. All right, so here's the clip. So that's the end of the stream. That was a clip. I don't know. See, I, 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 he could have been drunk. But I don't know. I think so. More, more but, likely than about him. That's the other thing, too. I mean, we, we do know that Zeke likes to pour it up, too, and likes to, likes to drink a little bit. So either way, like – He likes to party. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and like I said, the, whether he was drunk, whether he was high, he's a grown-ass man. He can do what he wants. But, again, it's just the decision-making of, of, of being on Twitch – 4 a.m. and broadcasting to whoever is watching to you that you are low-key faded uh, at that time. So, you know, you know that, that like I said, that's, that's, that's where I think that the negativity should be is the decision-making as far as that, not necessarily the act of being higher drunk. Yes, and again, I like... I don't mind him streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I'm against him streaming on Twitch at 4 a.m. Like, just play offline or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I think athletes streaming on Twitch is good. Like it could get them a different, like guys could see a different side of them and like things along those lines. Yeah, um, especially because a lot of so those like, communities I'm, are smaller. Like you said, you have a chance to like actually talk and communicate with who could yes. be one of your favorite athletes. Yes, and interact. Yes, so I'm all for that. And I've watched like a couple athletes play. I've watched Baker play before, uh, and like a couple other guys, Josh Hart or whatever. I just like. I haven't seen him play, but I've seen his clips. Um, He's filthy. Like Carl Anthony Towns uh, got in some. I feel like him and Devin Booker play a lot, and they didn't they get into a little bit of uh, like hot water whenever they were calling out an opponent or whatever they were playing late at night or something. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. I gotta study for this guy, and yeah, like so. This isn't a new thing of athletes running into some like saying some questionable things on twitch but i like guys take their guard down a little bit so i like it's a good way to see them mm-hmm. but i like everything as everything with the professional athletes like time and place yeah like i think you have to be like cognizant of the time and if you're just like it's just not a good look for zeke because everyone's be like here we go again here's the same thing with zeke and it's not even like to me it's like whatever it's just add it to the list of things that he's done that you just wish your guy you paid what eighty million dollar contract to or whatever gave a five year extension as your uh, running back um, would not uh, he, wouldn't he wouldn't do, do. yeah because yeah. now no, yeah, yeah I think I think we're on the same page here you know what I mean a, six year ninety million dollar deal yeah yeah no we're on the same page it's just I mean so it's just thinks like you just think what's gonna what's the next Zeke story of like everything he's i mean he's trying to do the hippa thing with the coronavirus like him getting coronavirus i was joking i don't know if you said here but like 
that would have been minus 500 in Vegas. Like, I think you would have, could have guessed an NFL player if they had odds of who was going to get coronavirus. Pretty sure Ben, like, first guys to take. Just because yeah. from, the, from the start, it seemed like he just didn't care. Didn't care. He, yeah. he was so careless. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just... Just another thing for me down the list. You're just like shaking your head at. Just like, can we just stay out of the light limelight for just like an off season? Right. Just yeah. Again. Just, again. Yeah. Again. It's just, it's just again the the the, the poor decision making and poor choices that that Zeke makes. Uh, um, you know, is is what the real issue is here. Not not. I don't. Right. Th- I think so. I don't think it's the being drunk or being high again, uh, because he is a grown man and you know. I don't know if he's living here or not. Obviously, if he is living here, it's not legal. Um, So that's what could be an issue if he is smoking weed. But, you know, there's uh, a ton of people doing that, too. So it's just just, just be a little more cognizant of who you are and who you're broadcasting to and and things like that. It's an optics game, and the optics for him have not looked great. Have not at all. so we'll stick with the uh, other Texas team that the optics have not looked great. And that is the Texas Rangers. I don't know if you saw this article that Jeff Passan wrote over the weekend that the Texas Rangers pretty much inferred to employees that they had to work from the new stadium. And then there was a coronavirus outbreak for the employees at yeah. the stadium. Uh, again, not really reading the room properly of why are we going back to work one because we want to work from the new offices at the new stadium um like we built this thing we're going to work from it damn it is what i got yeah and that is not really right because you're putting your financial whatever whatever you're, you want your new building over people's uh health even the employees were pretty nervous of going back yeah. Um, not again. Not a good look for the Rangers and like them trying to get fans in the stands. Like I get it, but guess what? I think when baseball plays, you're just gonna have to say we're not gonna have fans in the stands. And this is Exhibit One A on why you don't have fans in the stands. If you if you can't, can't control an outbreak of your own like employees at the offices, how are you, you gonna control? Say if you have fifty percent capacity. At the stadium, yeah. There's no, there's no trust. Yeah, no, absolutely not. No, I mean, I, I you're, you're 100 right. I mean, even if they were taking every type of protocol possible to make sure that their employees were safe, which didn't sound like they were, um, they did not take any. You know, whether it's taking temperatures or, or, or testing every other day or whatever it may be. Uh, obviously, they weren't doing anything. So, if, if that's the case, and, and then the, the thing too, a sporting event like this. You know, people are coming from all over, and then they where they where do they go? They go back to all over. You know what I mean? It's not just the Metroplex. Like people drive in here from places outside of, of of the Metroplex, and then they go home. So if you're exposed to it, and now you're taking it out to you know somewhere in East Texas, like say you drove in from Longview or Tyler or or, or wherever, you know you're you're kind of just saying you know like you said, putting putting the uh, the product and putting the dollar above people's health and, and livelihood. So that's, it's going to be, it's a tough spot. So I agree. I don't know if you saw this, the A's, uh, what they're doing with their fans. It's like, you, I saw that. yeah, you pay like 89 bucks and they'll put a cutout of you in, in the seats. 
And if you happen to be hit by a foul ball, your picture gets hit by a foul ball, they'll send it to you for like another 30 bucks or something like that, which is kind of funny. That's kind of cool. Um, but and, that's and, another way the A's just need to get money. No, no. And I was going to say, and it, it's 100% a, a money grab, but at least it's a fun money grab. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the A's have some diehard fans. And yeah. so, you know, there's definitely going to be people that do it. So it's fun for the fans. Like, and if, it's, if you want to do it, you know, it's up to you to do it. But the uh, A's are still generating a little bit of revenue and not totally losing out. So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. You know, you're 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 enhancing the fan experience and you're making a little bit of cash on the side. Then why not do it? I mean, I think I think it's something that a lot of MLB fans should look at. And whoever came up with it, whether whether it was uh, uh, Billy Bean or whoever, you know, uh, they got to be commended for it because it's a pretty good idea, I think. Yeah, but I don't think this is like groundbreaking because you saw. Teams in like German soccer do this, and I think a Korean baseball team did this. So you've seen this around the world. They, um, but they did it with like cutouts of fans, like fan yeah. pictures. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I've seen the Korean baseball do it, but I thought it were just random cutouts uh, of, of people. No, and so they were okay. Fans. Okay, and I know. Like in England, some teams in Germany for sure, the teams uh, you could pay for something because I think in one of the German soccer leagues, someone sent a Joe Exotic cutout. That's funny. Um, but I saw the Giants are doing it. Season ticket holders get it for free. Um, you get their cutout for free. But they, no, they still got to pay for their season tickets. I don't know if they have to still pay for the season tickets, uh, but okay. they get a season. They get a cutout for free, and then it's like ninety bucks uh, if you're not a season ticket hold, uh-huh. season ticket holder and want something in your. Uh, um, Want some That's a way for Aubrey Hoff to get back at AT&T or Oracle Park since he was not allowed <laughs> at the uh, ring ceremony the last time. So maybe he should look into that if he wants to get recognized at uh, that. But back to the Rangers, it, it they said they have 100 people at the executive, off, executive offices and more than 200 overall at the stadium. And uh, it just said that they, they sanitized over the weekend. They weren't, they didn't... Uh, make masks mandatory and it just seemed like the employees knew going back that it wasn't going to happen and they were like they felt pressured of keeping their job Mm -hmm. of like having to go back to the office because they haven't been furloughed like some people on other teams like one of the employees in the article they said they were like we were terrified for our safety and they were terrified like if we were sharing it with an older employee a pregnant coworker, like someone at our house like what could have happened yeah. Uh, so this was was not. This was bad. This just bad optics, bad everything from the from the jump for the Rangers. Now, 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 let me say something. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate, and I'm not. I'm not saying what the what the um, Rangers did was right, but a lot of teams caught flack for furloughing their stadium employees, and you know not paying them which i understand that's why it's, it's the whole not paying them thing when you're a billion dollar corporation but then what's the right thing to do is furlough them or make have them keep coming in and and uh and working you know what i mean like there's got to be an in-between and you can't just say hey you stay at home and we're still going to pay you because it's still a business you still got to make money and a lot of teams you know might not be in that situation where they can do that or, or where they want to do that so I mean, you, you got to have one or the other, and uh, I think I think furloughing is the better decision there. Um, but you know, teams like I said, teams caught flack for that too. So 
It's just you, you can't do right one way or the other if you are if you are a major league team. I think. Well, I think I think this is the executive like the people that were going in were like the executive offices. People. Oh, so it wasn't like like maintenance or anything like that. There were maintenance guys there that they said there are another hundred people at maintenance at the stadium that were still uh-huh. doing work there, but like the 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 outbreak was like with the executive offices. Mm. Like the people in the executive office, like sales staff, yeah, and those lines, they felt the pressure to come back to work when they said, "Hey, we want you to come back." And then that's where most of the outbreak took place. Mm. Um, because for them, yes, it is good that so far the Rangers haven't furloughed anybody in the executive office, but they could still be fine working from home. Yeah, like the Astros kind of ran back into this. I. Uh, I was reading into uh, and have some information on. It's like they were starting to bring their sa- their sales and some front office guys back to work. Like half this, they were going to work half. Half was going to work in the office one week and then half at home and then this alternate weeks. But then Harris County had the big outbreak. And even then people were like, why are we um, coming back to work if there's a big outbreak going on in our city, in the county? So then they just stopped it and everyone's back to working from home. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they've said that all front office executive employees won't be furloughed. They'll be paid through the end of the year. So then after that, who knows if they have a job. But the yeah. Astros, I think, are the only organization that have like guaranteed pay through the uh, end of the season or th- through the whole season. So that's commendable for, for them doing that because other teams at least they haven't announced it yet but yeah this for the rangers was the executive like the executive offices people that were like the sales staff and marketing and all those type of jobs mm-hmm. that felt dangerous again not a great look and also it's just kind of like a, we've been talking about like read the room like i think everybody's been fine from like working from home yeah it's kind of a it could be a struggle or whatever, but like if you're unless you're really having issues, I think everybody would just be fine continuing this until they felt felt safe. But you you want to show off, you want people to work for me in new offices. I get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and the season. Uh, did you read this article on the Athletic or see about it? It was the uh, this guy at a gym in uh, Palm Beach that. Had all these like like Scherzer, Verlander, Stanton, uh, like all these big big name guys were down there. Kluber, Goldschmidt were there, and they were playing like Sandlot baseball. Not I didn't. Yeah, so they went down there like right after because a bunch of them lived there. They were there for spring training, so they just extended their stay. And they would like work out and they do like live BP to all the guys. Um, Like Verlander was throwing BP. Like Logan Morrison was there. Like Verlander was throwing BP to Goldschmidt and Scherzer was there. And then they played like a couple games um, with like obviously no fans. They couldn't tell anybody that they were there. They used one of the high schools um, and like they were like they had two guys sitting in the, in the dugout. Everybody else was sitting in the bleachers. Um, they had a bunch of minor leaguers there, too, that were like working out together and just throwing live BP and hitting um, throughout throughout there was the gym it was uh let me get the it was um it was uh cressy sports 
performance in Palm Beach, uh, Florida. And they called it like the underground uh, fight club thing because they couldn't. They Eric Cressy is the guy that owns the gym. Um, and they were like, they some guys wanted to put it on Instagram of like, look how cool this is. Like Scherzer's taking and throwing BP to Stanton. Like you would a Goldschmidt, you want to see this. Um, but they took some video, but they knew it would probably get shut down. And or every like ten thousand people would show up to watch. Right. So they had to keep pretty quiet. And it's pretty. Uh, it's like pretty fascinating, and they would like work out together and throw bullpens um, and things like that. Yeah, no, that's neat. I'm sure you know a lot of stuff like that was probably going on behind the scenes. You know, we always see these NBA guys getting some good runs in where it's you know big time guys, um, and so yeah, that that's that 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 definitely be something that you know thousands of people would flock to. Um, but uh, no, yeah, that, that's cool. I'm glad they were able to do that, and hopefully, you know, smart and safe. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it was pretty. It was uh, pretty safe. Like they, I think they ended up getting. They were testing during it towards the end, and nobody had the virus. Um, That's good. Yeah, but they're calling it like the greatest All Star game that uh, nobody ever saw. Yeah, nobody ever saw. Um, which is pretty, uh, uh, pretty cool to read about. Um, so some of the guys that were part of the crew was Josh James, Taylor Gurriel. Uh, some those are some of the pitchers. Uh, uh, Schwarzak, uh, and then some like minor leaguers were there too. So yeah, it was a pretty cool story, and yeah, cool to see that. Um, what do you think about the uh, NBA? We're trying to get we get more names out there that are uh, turning down playing, like DeAndre Jordan. I think he's the biggest name so far that said he's not going to play. Do you think? We're gonna get an NBA, We're gonna see the NBA play. I don't know, man. It's tough to say right now um, because of how many guys are are uh, testing positive. I mean, Spencer Dwindity just tested positive. Uh, you know, there was reports that KD tested positive a while back. So it seems like the Nets are kind of having an issue with with their guys testing positive there. But I mean, it, it is a ton. I think we will see. It. I think they're gonna try and push this through. I think they're gonna do kind of like what golf did and said, "Hey, look, we knew this was probably a possibility. We knew this was gonna happen." But we have some protocols in place. We have some, some, you know, whatever uh, things we got to follow to make sure that we can either a eliminate or, or or contain the infection or whoever is you know spreading it, whoever might be contaminated with it, and, and just kind of keep rolling. I think they're going to try and push through as best possible. So I do think we are going to see an NBA. I don't know if it will get shut down again, but I think we're going to see see some games, and, and I think they're going to try their best to try to finish it. Yeah, I think they're going to try their best, too. But, again, I think, as I've said before, the problem is Orlando. There's just so many cases there. And they've yeah. also and, – and I saw a couple of weeks ago that, like, the Disney workers there are not, not really thrilled about having to be in the uh, – and things along those lines, like what they're going to have to do. Um, so, I don't know. Look, I want to see J.R. Smith play for the Lakers as much as the next guy. Um, but I don't like every, every time someone tests positive, I think the numbers, and I don't know if that's right. I just think the percentage decreases them playing like, and I don't think the herd of immu- like, oh, we need to get all the college football play. Like this is like, oh, we need to get herd immunity out there. Are we sure we want to have people, everybody infected with this disease when you don't know the long-term health risks? Like it doesn't. It, I don't know. It just 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely obvious. Know. It's obviously risky to, to like do the whole herd immunity thing. Because, uh, um, I mean, I have heard in some in some cases where people like, like need full on lung transplants, like their respiratory yeah, like, system just so isn't the same. Big and damage the lungs. So, you know, to, to just be like, yeah, just let everybody get it. Then nobody will have it. You know, that's that's too risky, I think. And we've seen right now that that's not really working. Um, so, so I don't know. I, like I said, I, I, I think regardless of what happens, what it, regardless of who tests positive, when they test positive, um, I just think that, that the NBA is just going to kind of keep on rolling with it and, yeah. and do what they can to, to, to contain it as much as possible. I think the NHL is going to NHL is coming back and they're in a good spot because they're going to Toronto and Edmonton as their hub cities. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, so, uh, so, so is it official Toronto and Edmonton? That's pretty much what I've seen. I don't think the league has officially said it, but like, cause I, I've also heard, I've also heard Vegas. I think Vegas is out there. I think they're going straight to Canada. Okay. Um, what I, I saw on the athletic today was it's Edmonton and Toronto as the hub cities. First time in 30 years, the Stanley Cup will be in Canada. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I think it was presented in, in 2011. In uh, but yeah, so they're benefiting from being able to go to another country and have multiple teams in another country to play hockey there. And they just built, they still haven't announced it start date they're i think they're taking the right approach just saying when putting a start date so we don't want to like see a player testing positive and see everything's doing instead of saying hey we have to start on that we're shooting our goal is to shoot this day to start the games and we have to like reach that goal they're taking a more cautious i guess of when they're going to start playing games approach back which i think is probably the right strategy well, I don't know if you remember, I mentioned, I had mentioned this a couple months ago um, when we thought that we were going to be getting baseball and basketball back in like April or June, where I was like, uh, uh, what's the, what's the commissioner's name? Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman. Um, was like, he wasn't announcing anything because he just wanted to see what everybody else was doing and then just kind of go based off that, but not because he was being cautious, just kind of like, uh, I mean, I don't know what to do. Let's see what they do. You know, Adam Silva and Roger Goodell, they've, they've done this, you know, or, or excuse me, not Roger Goodell, uh, 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 fucking, Manfred? yeah, Rob Manfred. I almost said Bud Selig. I knew that wasn't right. Uh, Rob Manfred, they, you know, they let them kind of make the mistakes and I'll just follow behind them and see if I can clean it up and, and do something different. So I don't get as any backlash, backlash as much as I usually get. So I think either A, it was smart or B, he was just kind of, you know, playing it safe just because he didn't exactly know. And obviously it's not just up to him. They have a committee to decide it, but, um, you know, just kind of seeing what, what happens either, like I said, either way, whether it's smart or just out of pure incompetence, I think it's worked out for them. Yeah. Well, I'm, but I'm saying is like when they came out to announce their plan, like of the matchups of the teams and everything of like their playoff thing, they said, we haven't announced a start date yet. Right. Yeah. Like that's like, that was a plan of we're not going to announce a start date yet. Um, I think that's been good, but the draft lottery turned out to be a disaster. So a team that's in the playoffs is going to win the lottery. They just don't know who it is yet. Yeah, that was so stupid. Pretty, pretty crazy. Um, all right, we'll get to our list here. We did, uh, uh, it was five things to do like without sports. We excluded all, um, you couldn't play Xbox. Like electron, things like that were off the list. Uh, sounds like one of us had a pretty 
good success rate. Uh, I also think they kind of took some easy roads to give them a good, good success rate, which, hey, not hating on the strategy. Uh, go through your list and give your results. You want me to go through? All right. So I'll go. I'll go in in order of five to one, just like we did uh, on the original show. So number five was either bake or cook. I've done both. Actually, cooked last night. We've been cooking a lot, and I baked biscuits a couple times and cinnamon rolls. So boom, check those off the list well, pretty quickly. Were the were they like made from scratch? Made or? from scratch. The well, the, the cinnamon rolls weren't. The biscuits were made from scratch, and they're like a quote-unquote healthier version where you use uh, plain non-fat Greek yogurt and um, self-rising flour and then just like a little bit of salt. Roll those bad boys out, put them in the oven, get them baked. Pretty good. Uh, so I did I did do that. And I did, I did that, not Jamie. Jamie did some, some cooking and baking, obviously, quite a bit as well. But that was just me. Um, the other one I did, the number four was scroll social media and either laugh or roll your eyes at people on how they're dealing with quarantine. So I kind of just summarize it as, you know, kind of just like judge others do what on their... you do every day. <laughs> yeah. But look, you, you'll, you'll give me flack now. You'll give me crap now for, for my list. But you were all in when I was uh, when I was uh, listening. Because I even said when I gave this number four that if you didn't accept it, I had another one ready to go in the chamber. And you and once I gave it to you, like, no, no, that that that's uh, that counts. So I, I think I also said that's pretty much your daily life anyways. Yeah, you did say that but still i mean you accepted it. i put it up there for for judgment and you passed it so i mean i definitely did that like all day every day uh play board games did that jamie and i played some yahtzee we played uh this new game called dose it's it's a derivative of uno but uh it's it, you play with with two decks of cards and two cards that you play down uh so that was pretty fun we did, did quite a bit of that um we've kind of fallen off on it but we were doing quite a bit of that right before she had uh, the baby. Um, number two, eat the food that you cook or bake. <laughs> yeah. Definitely did that. Your boy was getting large and in charge. I was packing on the weight like I was ready to go hibernate for the winter. Uh, luckily, we were able to shed uh, quite a few of those pounds, so we're back down. But uh, So, yeah, I did, did plenty of that, uh, too much of that. And the last one was drink alcohol. And I definitely did that. Just pop open some Trulies, some White Claws. Uh, I've been going through a nice little summertime beer. Summertime beer and wintertime beer are like two of my favorites because of like the seasonals that come out. Um, so we've been pounding some some Sam Adams summer ales over here. Um, obviously Dos Equis. The, I'm a huge Dos Equis Amber guy, so we've been doing that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm on five for five, baby. I, I had a day at the dish where I just was seeing the ball like a beach ball and just spreading it yeah. around the field. <laughs> uh, I did not succeed really on a lot of these. Uh, years, I got to tell you, years were like a little outlandish. A couple well, of them. I wasn't going to take the easy way out on some of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, you took like the absolute, yeah. like I said, like, I, but I, I said that going in. Yeah. And I knew I probably wasn't going to do half of them or whatever. Uh one of them was uh, so number five. Starting number five was uh, use r use rarely used appliances. I I would count that as a as a half a point. Okay. It was like partial credit. Uh huh. Uh, first of all, the, the, the rare appliances here. I don't really know how much we have, but I rarely use the stove. 
So <laughs> I use the stove more than I have been uh, on a more regular basis. Uh, if we're counting that, uh, what what are your thoughts? Does the George Foreman grill count? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't if you don't use it very much, and you did use I've it, been then using yeah. it a lot lately. Then yeah, I have not been did not using it a lot before that. So we'll count that as like we'll count that as a yes. Yeah, uh, that's number a yes. four was a paint. Uh, I did not achieve that. <laughs> I have painted lots of flag sticks on the golf course lately. Yeah. But uh, painting was uh, did not happen. I didn't even buy supplies. Well, uh, I mean, you know, uh, my roommate's girlfriend though did buy some. Uh, and I thought maybe I'll get like the 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 inspiration. Hey, yes, not the inspiration of like, hey, well, I'll do this one time. No, nope, didn't happen. Uh, three was right letters. Don't think I did this. Uh, <laughs> Who were you gonna write letters to? I don't know. Maybe like my, my grand, my grandpa, grandma. My, maybe look. Everyone likes mail. Maybe just nobody likes mail. mail. Nobody huh? likes mail. Nobody likes mail. A personalized letter people like. You don't like junk mail. Okay. Did you ever maybe. get mail as a kid? Like ooh, it's like. No, Ooh, we got something in the mail. For Not this unless it's like a birthday or Christmas card. Okay, well that's fine. For like, you, there's, there's, um, those are the type of like, yeah, no one likes junk mail, but uh, yeah, did not write a letter. This one I did do. One hundred. Look at old photos and videos uh -huh. on the phone. Check that off the list. Uh, pretty easy there. And then this one, number one, was always really not going to happen. I was never yeah. going to do, but it sounded. It was just something uh, out there. It was to spin pottery. Uh, never pulled the trigger on the forty forty nine ninety nine uh, pottery table on Amazon. Uh, so that one was pretty much a loss from the get go. Uh, but you know what? I'm uh, going back at the lists. Not but not two for five. Two, two for five. We'll take it. At hey, the Mendoza line at the yeah. Mendoza line. I should have. Put go viral on TikTok. Yeah, and that that actually was funny because we mentioned uh, numerous times making TikTok videos, and that was actually the inception of your TikTok profile. Was that day that we talked about it? I know. Hate so, to see it. Hate to see it. I mean, you you know you were you were focused on that and not focused on the pottery. So, you know, I guess I guess it worked out all in the end. Creative. I'm an internet a creative mind, not with the hands. Uh, as I go to TikTok, you can hear that. Uh, we're at 44,300 views. Uh, so what is your take on the, uh, on the TikTok spyware theory out there? Well, not really theory. I guess it's, I don't know if you saw this guy like reverse engineered the app and like saw the stuff that it actually does. Did you see this? No, but I probably know that. Look, it goes back to like China government and stuff like that, right? Right. Well, yeah, that. Well, and I found out that that TikTok is actually banned in China. Really? Yeah. So that probably tells you something there, huh? Well, the thing is, look, all these foreign governments—they already have your info. Oh, for sure. So if you're like naive that you don't that like, like, if you're naive thinking they don't already have your stuff, like if you're not getting on TikTok and you have like an Alexa 
and you're saying like, I don't want them to get my info. Alexa already has all your stuff. Yeah. So you're just fighting a losing battle here. Yeah. So whatever. Like, but this one went to like, I guess like the nth degree of, of stealing information. I don't know. Like I said, I, I deleted it off my phone. I never had an actual login. Like I would just pop on there yeah. very rarely just to see stuff. Um, uh, but uh, I deleted oh, it off my I phone. I knew that when I had the, uh, had the app, when I got the app. Okay. Uh, not saying I think it's good what they're doing. Like, but you're aware. I, I approve it. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm not like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. How can this happen? To, how is this company doing such a thing? Um, yeah, no, I'm aware of what is going on. Um, hold on, we gotta put it. We gotta. Uh, we're working on the scene here. So while while you're doing that, I want to bring something up to you, and I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings too much. All right, yeah. What? Uh, your boy. Who? Bryson. Oh yeah. What about him? I'm starting to think that maybe. First of all, he's like the kid in high school when you're like 14, 15. That that finally discovered lifting weights and that's all he wants to tell you about is how he's lifting weights and how he's taking creatine that's kind of the vibe he's putting off so he got asked a question the other day of like what he eats and he was like well for breakfast i start off with like four eggs and five pieces of bacon and this and that and then he's drinking like seven or eight protein shakes a day first mm -hmm. off your body can't process all that protein you can process like maybe two or three of them at the most depending on how many uh, grams of protein they are per shake i didn't look up what they were um but anything over like like i said like three or four shakes which any anywhere over like 200 or 250 grams of protein um from a shake your body can't process or metabolize that quick enough so the seven or eight shakes that he's taking really only like two or three of them are are actually like like taking to his body and then he's eating i was talking about how he's eating like 10 peanut butter and jellies a day how about we mix in like some protein there, bud? Like protein, or excuse me, peanut butter and jelly. Like that's all sugar. You know what I mean? And, and then the wheat from the bread. So he's going like full blown meathead. I'm just gonna eat as much as possible and lift all the heavy weights. Your boy's gonna break down. He because he's looking a little greasy. He's looking a little withered already. Uh, so I, I don't know if he's going about this for for being the quote unquote mad scientist. I don't think he's done his due diligence. He's just lifting weights and trying to eat as much food as possible. That's not going to be great for him when, uh, you know, after a long season. Yeah, he's playing well right now, but if he goes a full golf season, don't be surprised if he uh, either tails off as far as his game or his, his health, you know, if he either gets injured or if he just doesn't have the stamina that he, that he thought he was going to. Well, I think that's the thing why people are, like, so fascinated by him. It's like, is there going to be a tail off from what he's doing? And, like, is his body going to break down? from like all this weightlifting and uh, like things like that. Yeah. And like no, what I'm I mean, saying, I... I'm like all, like when I'm all in on Bryson, it's like, I'm all in because like, I want to see the ride. It's not, I'm not like, I think he could just dominate golf. Uh, like for the coming years, if he like keeps it up, but like, I'm also in on seeing like, if, it fails like where the lows go like how lows how low is the low 
I think where he's either pulling out of tournaments before they start because he's injured or he's not, uh, you know, things like that. Like, I think he's, I think his body's definitely going to start breaking down. I, I said that earlier because of, of how much torque he's put on his spine and how the, the rotational, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, like the rotational, I don't want to use torque again, but, but all the, all that, all that rotation on your spine over and over and over again. And he's generating so much force with it. Your spine is a bone, you know, it's not a muscle. And uh, so I think that's going to eventually start breaking down. Like I said, as, as, as thick as he's getting and the way he's eating from what he's described in this video. Now that might not be a hundred percent true. Um, but uh, I just don't think he's going to, he's going to, to be able to last. And I don't want to be judged for this. And I know this is 2020. So it's kind of like judgment free zone, but I got to see the dude with the shirt to really get a, a full take on if I think he's in shape or if he's just getting muscle, like not muscular, just like putting on muscle mass. I think he's just putting on muscle mass. I think that just, think he's just, yeah. See, and that's the problem. He's just accumulating mass, just whether it's muscle, whether it's fat, whatever it is, he's just putting on weight. He's putting and on I don't know weight. That that's going to be it. So we can hit the ball, a, so we can try and hit the ball a mile. Right, and like I said, I don't know long term if that's going to be able to to sustain. Yeah, I don't know. Look, that's part of the ride with Bryson. Who we're gonna have Patrick it? Reed, or we're gonna have Bryson D Fat Bo. Uh, I don't know. Which one do you want? We're gonna have both, is what I'm saying. We're gonna have both. Oh, well, you know they're playing in the same group today. Oh, are they? Yes. Uh, well, Bryson better watch out for his peanut butter and jellies in his golf bag and his wallet. <laughs> yeah, I think watch. Yeah, because I think they're both uh, they're both going to be up for grabs if if uh, yeah, Patrick is in his, uh, <laughs> if is, is in his group. His uh, caddy better uh, put the keep the watch and the wallet at the uh, at the hotel. Yeah, I want that uh, getting stolen. You got anything else here before we uh, get off? I think that's all I got. That is all I have uh, as well. Don't really have anything uh, going on. It was, uh, the Memorial Day we or 4th of July this weekend, first of all, came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And, uh, I mean, look, we all want to do stuff, but... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see see what's going to happen this weekend. Yeah, like uh, so part of part of work, you know, uh, that we are part of our job is me producing Houston, and they're still having like their fireworks show downtown. Really? Yeah, and like they're closing off, you know, different streets. I had to put all that information in. They're closing out different streets, and it's all in downtown Houston, which is Harris County, which is where we've seen the you know big explosion of of the Rona, and. Uh, so that's I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, that is interesting. I know Dallas has uh, kind of moved there, um, moved around like Kaboom Town. I don't think is happening. Or Kaboom like Town, yeah, it, they're they're doing it different. Like they're not having like actual Kaboom Town. Yeah. but they're still doing the the, the fireworks. Yeah. So, like, they're moving that around because um, that's a huge thing. I saw in D.C. for fireworks, they're handing out masks if you want to go to the – they're doing – they're stretching out fireworks a mile across the mall, the National Mall, uh, wow. and setting them off so they can have people, like, space out and see them. Did you see the, the Kansas City uh, mask thing that they're doing? 
They they it, it's a campaign that says wear your mask to protect Patrick Mahomes. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Oh, that's pre- that's pretty good. Yeah, I thought um, that's pretty good. Ah, oh, damn! My dog just took a dump. <laughs> right on the floor. Yeah, just right. Because I had to, I had to move locations because uh, usually I do it upstairs, but it's kind of in close proximity to where uh, Jackson sleeps. So I moved to like the farthest bedroom and closed the door, and he just took a dump right on the carpet. Oh, you hate to see it. Damn it! You, you hate to see it. All right. Well, on there, you got some cleanup to do. Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we will talk to you on Monday. I hate to see it. <laughs>